You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. And welcome to Castrol CarCast. Get it on, man. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on, Mandy. Get it on. Matt McCurl, it's Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea, over there. Hello. Lots to talk about in the car world. We've yeah. been busy in that world. Thanks to uh, Castrol, Titanium Strong, for uh, sponsoring the show. And Geico at geico.com. Wrangler at wrangler.com. And Zybar at zycoat.com. We'll talk to you all about that. In a moment or two. Yeah. Um, so, so much going on. We were down at the, uh, where were we last Saturday? We were at uh, Orange County Fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah, that was the Fairgrounds. Yeah, Costa Mesa. Yeah, I've uh, marveled. It was a nice event with nice people. The classic auto show. That's where we were. But uh, there's a thing that always vexes me when it comes to these live events that I've I've spoken quite candidly on the air about, <laughs> which is I played uh, a million theaters and I've rocked them all. <laughs> and I'm always a little confused when I show up, like when the, the show says eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, and by the way, my partner in crime is Mike August. Like if, if the hotel is a 10 minute walk from the venue. Yeah. And I'll say to Mike, uh, what time's the show? I go eight o'clock. I'll go, how long's a walk? I'll go ten minutes. I'll go. All right. I'll see you in the lobby at seven forty-five. And yeah. he goes, okay. Yeah. Like he doesn't go. Well, we should get to the theater a little. He just goes, see you then. Yeah. And he does it every time, and I do it every time, and then every time we walk, and then inevitably we show up at the theater at three minutes to eight, and then at some point we walk around the back and everything's locked, and then at some point Mike calls the guy who runs the venue. And he goes, "Where are you?" And the guy goes, "I'm at home, or I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm doing coke in the penthouse or something." And then he goes, uh, "Well, we can't get in." And then the guy goes, well, "Where are you?" And we go, "We're in the back of the building of the artist's entrance." Oh, oh, uh, let me, Tim, you go down to the back. Well, you're in the back. Yeah, we're in the back. We're in the parking lot. We're in the artist's entrance. Oh, okay, Tim, go down. To the back and open the door. Yeah. And I'm like, Tim gets 12 bucks an hour. I don't, I don't know why Tim wasn't standing out, outside with like a walkie-talkie. Is, this isn't the first time they've done an event there. It's a theater. They do an event three nights a week, every week. It happens a lot. And so <laughs> we were going to the classic car show in yeah. Orange County. Yeah. And our, our thing was... We were supposed to show up for a ribbon cutting and a Q&A, whatever, that was going to take place at yeah. 1045. Right. So they said, show up at 930. Right. And I said what I always say in a, in a respectful way, which is, what's the first thing we're doing? And they go, ribbon yeah. cut. Ten forty five. We asked them, what, what's, you know, I see 1045. I see mm -hmm. get there at nine. What do you have planned between nine and thirty and ten forty five? And, and like, if you say Nothing. meet and greet, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm all for it. But yeah. if you go, no, we just need you there before the thing. 
then I do what I always do, which is I shall be there before 945. I don't know how much yeah, before 945. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 1045. Yeah, 1045. Yeah. I will be there before then. Right. And then I will, you will be fine. And whether I'm there an hour and 15 minutes before that time or 30 seconds before that time, it'll, it'll make no never mind because that's when the train is leaving. Yeah. I will be on the train. Yeah. So I then do a move where I say to Matt, porcelain punisher finally, we're not bad, Matt. No. Just other Matt. I mean, not good Matt. You're good Matt, but other Matt. I say, let's do a like ways in the future. Let's go. Let's pop ahead to Saturday morning. We'll put it in my house, we'll put it in Orange County Fairgrounds. How long is it going to take? And he does the, it's going to take an hour straight up. Yeah. So I say, well, okay, Matt, meet me in my house at 930. I'll, uh, we'll make our way out to the, what do you got there? Oh, uh, you got an alpha. Yeah. Alpha Stelvio. We'll make our way out to the alpha Stelvio and we'll be wheels up by 935, 940. And then we'll take an hour to get there. And. We're going good. We'll get in the carpool lane. We'll scoot around pretty fast. Yeah, we'll, we'll make up a little time on that hour. Yeah, we'll cut five, six minutes off. Uh, but right when we're getting off, what freeway was it? Uh, that's a good question. We took... I don't know, the 60 or whatever yeah. it is. For anyone listening, it's a funny freeway. I forgot about it. I haven't been on it in a million years. It ends. It's one of those freeways that ends. And our job is to get off on the last exit before the freeway ends. Yeah. And Matt's got the phone hooked up to the nav and everything. And right before the last exit, the phone rings and it's the guys at the at the event going, where are you? Yeah. And Matt's like, we're Matt doesn't listen to me. I tell Matt moments away, moments away. That's what they say in show business. It's it's vague enough. Yeah. It doesn't hold. Okay. When you go, oh, we're there. We'll be there soon. That that means like twenty minutes to them, you know. <laughs> okay. So I tell Matt twice, moments away, moments away, and then Matt goes, "We'll be there soon." And then he hangs up. And I said, Matt, what happened to the moments part? Yeah. But you didn't absorb that. And we fly right past our off ramp. And now we're in a big, long line of people because the freeway's ended. Yeah. And now we're going to have to turn around and go back, get back on the freeway. We've just added yeah. eight minutes to this thing where we could have, we would have nailed it dead nuts on. Yeah, because when they called, it shuts the ways off the phone. You can't see the directions now. So the people we like, that we are, knew exactly when they were going to call. It was right when we needed to see ways. The people that are worried about you getting there on time actually made you 10 minutes late because they cut the ways up. Yeah. No, it's not their fault. No, no, no. But it's just a goofy way of... So then you get off of the freeway and works. you go find the Orange County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. And if the people you're commuting, communicating with said, gate five, turn right when you get off the freeway and go counterclockwise. Otherwise, you're going to go all, all the, the way around, around the thing. Uh, but they don't say that. They just go gate five. And then you go, okay. And now you go the long way around. You go, oh, there's gate one. And then you go another half mile. And yeah, you go, there's gate, gate Now, two. if you'd gone right and gone counterclockwise, it's a big square. Yeah. You've got to gate five. They could have included that in their conversation, but they did not. So you go around, you go gate one, and turn right to gate two, gate three, going all the way around. At some point, you go gate three, and you go, okay, we're coming up on the right here. And then it goes gate four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. We're getting close. Getting close. 
Go past gate four and a half. No gate. No gate. Gate seven. <laughs> right. So then we stopped the car. And now we're starting to get into a little bit of a late zone. And we go, wait a minute, gate five? Then you turn around again and go, okay, there's gate four and a half. That's gate seven. Yeah. What's in between gate four and a half and gate seven? Answer, nothing. Nothing. A cone. A cone. (laughs) No, there's nothing labeled gate five. Right. Then you turn around and you go into gate four and a half because that's the closest to five. Yeah. And then the guy's like, uh, what? And then you're like, I'm doing the show. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know you. And then you're like, where do we park? And they're like, uh, whatever you want. I don't know. That, that way. That way. <laughs> and then you, now it's 1045 is now the time yeah. that the show starts. <laughs> and then you get out of the car and you start calling people and they're like, where are you? And it's like. I don't know, guy with walkie-talkie, why aren't you just by the gate? Why aren't you standing by the gate? <laughs> yeah, where do you think we are? We're right where, where we park the car. Like, you've been here since 4 a.m. the night before. You should know the lay of the there land. There is no gate five. There is no gate five. They were like, what? And then we get out of the car, and they're like, it's like where are you? Like, we're by the gate. We're at the parking lot. Like, oh, uh, okay. I'll hold on. The guy comes. We're waiting around. The guy doesn't find us. Matt find Matt sees the guy. I see like, a guy with a walkie-talkie. Matt how sees many... a guy with a walkie-talkie, like, walking past us. Here's my thing, Max Zapata. How was this going to work in their mind? In their mind. Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how does it work? How did this play out? You yeah. gave us a gate that doesn't exist, and then you have nobody by the gate. In so their mind, just... they were... Show up an hour and 45 minutes early I guess and roam the campus out. until they we find them. So <laughs> we, Matt flags the guy down because he's just wandering around. He's, if he was if that guy was by the gate, this would be an easy putt. But he, sure. now it's just a throng of people and he's wandering around and, and Matt flags him down. And then the then the gal shows up and then Matt and I go, hey, look, I don't know who else is showing up at gate five, but there is no gate five and then you get this one which i always like which is yeah okay they'll be pulling into gate five and then you go listen to me there's no gate five five. there's no gate five there's gate four and a half and then it goes to seven there's no five and then they go we'll we'll put someone by gate five or something and you go no 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 gate five right no it doesn't they there's no mark there's no mark and then even when we left we're like "Uh, let's see yeah let's just make sure there's, there's nothing there. By the way, gate five, all the other gates had like a permanent sign, like a street sign, gate one, turn here. Gate five was a, was a, was a foam core cutout, right? And it was four and a half, where it should have been five. I said, hey, you, you could just go out there with a Sharpie and write a giant five on that thing and problem solved, right? Because you made the sign. It's it, like it, you it's, made it's, it. It's a little. So who it's, made it's, four and a half? It's, it's, it's kind of insane, and also every human being who you've instructed to go to gate five to enter is going to go past gate four and a half because the next one should be five, yeah. and then they'll keep driving, and then they'll come upon gate seven, and then they'll stop, and they'll wonder if they missed gate five, <laughs> and then they'll have to turn around like we did. Yeah. 
It's a weird one, right? It was a weird. It was weird. But that's I was Grand Marshal, by the way. Like I <laughs> yeah. wasn't the guy who hey man, we're out of corn dogs. Where's that guy? That wasn't me. I was Grand Marshal. <laughs> they still didn't have a guy by the gate. No. They didn't have anyone knew we were showing up. Also, and- it, it also got like a little weird because we said we called them, where are you? We're we got out of the car, we parked, we're in front of the McGuire's trailer. And there was nobody in front of the McGuire's trailer other than us. And we literally saw the guy with the walkie-talkie roaming around, not seeing us standing there. We're the only two people standing there, other than people working at McGuire's. So I'm like, hey, with the walkie-talkie, are you whatever the guy's name is? He's like, yeah. It, I was like, we're, we're the guys. We're the band. <laughs> we're, like, we're the good old boys. It's like, well, that's us. It's a good event. <laughs> but I'm always curious about that part. Like, also, when they call you. The event always goes well. Just getting into every event is a shit show. When they call you and you go, you're supposed to say moments away, but when you go, oh, we're just getting off the freeway. We'll be there in a, in a, in a, in a few. We'll be there. That's your opportunity to dispatch guy with walkie-talkie. You just got yeah. off the phone. The person said, we're getting off the freeway. Like, we're up the street. Okay. Hey, Mark, with the walkie-talkie? Yeah. Go to gate. Supposed to be yeah. four. Supposed to be five, but we marked it four and a half. Go there. These guys should. And that's your opportunity to go, what car are you driving? Yeah. Oh, I'm driving Alfa Romeo. What colors? Right. Okay. We'll have the guy waiting for you there. And then there'll be a guy standing there. Not you pull up and they go, huh, uh, what? Right. This is not beyond his job description. You know he's got instruction or a sheet of paper that says, 1045, bring Corolla to the ribbon cutting. Right? Grand like, Marshal. <laughs> the yep. Grand Marshal of the event. There couldn't be a higher position. <laughs> I, look, I, I don't, it's not, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted, kids. Like, you saw the, you see it's the It's not about respect or anything. I don't, I don't care. It's more about how you run your event, what you expect to happen. You, what I'm saying is you called Matt at 1040. Right. And presumably you called Matt because you were like, where's the Grand Marshal? Right. right? Well, why I'm did you? Here. I'm standing out here. Where are you? Why did That's... you call Matt? Why would you call Matt as, as the coordinator for the event at 1040? Well, the reason you would call Matt is because you'd be a little bit worried. You'd be like, hey, we're doing a ribbon cutting in five minutes. Where's our grand marshal? He's with you. Where are you? So what motivates the call is I need this thing. So once you get off the phone with Matt and Matt goes, oh, we're just pulling off the freeway. We'll be there in a second. Because you're motivated to find the grand marshal, your next move is hang up phone. Hey, guy with walkie talkie. Go to the gate and wait for these guys. They're pulling up any second. Not hang up the phone. And then we get in and then we wander around a little bit. And then we call them and we go, where are you? And they go, "Uh, where are you? And we go, (laughs) we're standing in front of the McGuire's truck. Okay. We'll send someone out that way. And then that guy doesn't find us. (laughs) Why did they call you is what I'm saying. I I have no idea. I have this weird, uh, it's a new thing, but like human beings, what do you want? If you want the Grand Marshal to your event, then call Matt and put Guy by gate. Yeah. Don't just call Matt. It's pretty easy. 
kind of easy. It's, it's kind of easy. Also, probably stop saying gate five. <laughs> yeah, that you, well. You've marked it four yeah. and a half. Like if the guy walked out there, he would have been like, go to four and a half. Apparently, it says four and a half. Yes. He would have figured that out. Weird. Anyway, good event, good cars, yeah. good people. That, yeah, part, saw, that part is vexing to me. Oh, we saw Wayne Carini out there and Dave Kindig and Mark, Mark Warman. Warman and, yeah, from and, Graveyard Cars. And uh, Mark, you guys heard Marky called in this week with the show with Goldberg. He knows Mopar. He does know Mopar. <laughs> Man, does he know Mopar. All right. He's me, a nice guy. I like super, talking with him. He's, such a, he's a really sweet guy. Well, I got an interesting thought about him. <laughs> I'll tell you. First, I'll yeah. tell you about Castrol Edge. Stronger, under pressure. Engines can lose up to 10% of performance due to friction. Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure to keep the metal apart and fight power-robbing friction to unlock exhilarating performance three times, fool. Three times, fool. Three times stronger than leading full synthetic against a viscosity breakdown. It is Castrol Edge formulated in ways to exceed the toughest industry standard. Yeah. I have a theory about Mark Mormon. All right. Um, every other dude in the car world is Gentile, and they are dudes, like white trash dudes. And white trash dudes, you know, kind of like your Jesse James and stuff like that, like yeah. those kind of dudes, they're kind of hard. They're not real chatty. And the only thing they bring is a kind of badass attitude to everything but they don't bring like comedy and and a, a chatty nature right so mark warman is a jewish i believe now we can look it up but the thing about it is there's a million car shows out there and there's only one where the guy's goofing off and cracking wise yeah. and making dumb conversation and by the way like like referencing weird science and other movies from the 80s and songs from the 80s and yeah. doing that whole chatty thing. And that's Mark Warman. Yeah. Everyone else is like kind of the worst is the guy from like Restoration Garage. Yeah. He's the guy who's always like super angry and he's like, you went out there with drum breaks and one shoe missing. You could have killed me. Like, that's all he does is explain to people what's wrong with their car in a super earnest, like, over-the-top, yeah, yeah. scary stepdad kind of way. Yeah. Like, and uh, he, like, sits down with the couple, and he's like, you wanted a coat of paint and some new rims? It's a lot deeper than that. You have serious issues, and that's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to take time. And I don't know if I can do it. And then they go to commercial. Yeah. Mark Warman is like. This is your kid. Yeah. (laughs) So everyone tries to bring their retarded gravitas to their situation. (laughs) Mark actually yucks it up. Yeah. Screws around with the guys he works with, screws around with his daughter. Not in a sexual way, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying he, he yucks it up. And it's funny. His name is Worman. Possible Jew. And I think about that. Poor and then I, is, is Googling, is Mark Worman a Jew? I also think about, <laughs> look, you want to know the clown prince of pornography? Ron Jeremy. Yeah. Only Jew in pornography. <laughs> and the guy never stops talking. <laughs> Who talks less, male porn stars or guys who restore cars? Yeah. And the uh, point, but the point is there's two chatty ones in that industry. Yeah. Neither one of them should talk. <laughs> <laughs> so is Mark Warm. Now he seems like that may be his heritage, but I, Mark can be can be Jewish. 
Warman, W-R-M-A-N, I guess, can be Jewish. Now he, He's very chatty. But so, he likes Mopar, so this is a little confusing. So all signs point to Jewish because of all, what Adam just said. Uh, there actually is nothing online that says if he's Jewish or not, but there is uh, a site that says Warman is a Jewish last name. So Okay, well, that'll we'll work. That, yeah. All right, well, it leads us in the direction of right. Well, the reason Goldberg is having him do is uh, <laughs> kudos because he ran into him at Temple. Yeah. So that could be a clue. <laughs> Goldberg, uh, those two bust each other's chops all the time. Well, he's, Warman is, is like, I, again, whatever goes along with Jewish, it's sort of chatty and warm and funny and like not harsh or edgy, but yeah. sort of butt bust your chops a little bit and talky and like making references to stuff that has nothing to do with cars, old, you know, 80s movies and songs yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That's who he is. He, he And he's realistic about what he's doing for a living. He's, he's working on cars. Come on. He's right. He's having some fun with it. It's a nice job. He's mm-hmm. got some good clients. He's got 30 cars in his shop. He's like, I'll get to it when I get to it. You know, he's well, he's he's become the go to guy for Mopar. And so you yeah. want him to do your car. Uh, the other guy, it's a picture. Of me and and he, he knows every nut and bolt. on. Those You're looking cars, at a picture, Chris <laughs> could be Jewish. Um, oh, yeah. Picture also, uh, fan of his also. What he said about you, too, was um, that when you guys were talking, he says people come up to him all the time and say, love the show, but you actually brought up specific examples of the show, so he knew that you were the real First deal. First of all, he said, Adam was a big star, came up to me and said, hey, Mark, big fan, which he loved, and was surprised, and then he said that you referenced episodes of the show, so it wasn't a line of bullshit. He's like, he really does watch the show, and I was like, yeah, he does. He watches the show, and he he loved that. He was talking about it for for a while uh, or earlier this week. Um, I'm a fan, and again, everybody, I'm not a Mopar guy, but I'm a knows his shit guy, You're and he knows fan. his shit, and I will respect anyone who knows their business. This is my thing, sort of the counter argument to the put the guy by the gate. My beef isn't, hey, his highness is coming in and I need to... It's like, you're not doing your job right. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's something wrong with the way you're doing your job. Or there's Mark and his Mopar. I'm not interested in the product. I'm interested in the process. (laughs) See the way I did the P alliteration there? Yeah. I like that. I will... uh, I'll tell you something. You know when you know something about cars... And then it always things bump you when you're watching like car shows because they put the wrong picture, yes, of the oh. wrong car, yes. They because what they do, what they do is the person that knows nothing about cars, like Nate or Brian or whoever over at the other side of the <laughs> shop, they're the person in charge of going online and getting the pictures and slugging them in. Yeah, you're the person who knows it. So I was watching uh, Red Sport W R E Red. Nate made a whole binder, <laughs> like a whole like, deck a completely with like a different event presentation of W R E N. And then when I said to Nate, "Why did you do that?" He's like, "That's what the internet said." Like, <laughs> no, it didn't. No, There's it, no it way. Doesn't, it doesn't say There's that. There's no way it said that. So um, I will tell you. There's a new show called Autobiograph. Autobiography. Autobiography. And it's an interesting show to me because it finds these cars and it digs into the mystery behind the car and blah, blah, blah. And 
I was watching the one with uh, Bruce Myers, nine thirty five. Yeah, you were I, telling me about it. I haven't seen it yet. I got to go back and watch. It's a it's 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 a show that is interesting, and it's very. Um, you have to be interested in the subject matter, but if you're interested in the subject matter, it's, it's it's interesting, especially if you own the other car that was in the race against Bruce Myers' car, yeah. the Whittington brothers, and blah blah blah. But they did this one thing, and you'll you'll recognize it immediately, and it always bothers me. And I'll tell you why. First, I'll tell you about uh, Zyco DIY high temp resin based polymer coating. That's right. Zycoat. This stuff is great, man. Reduces radiant heat by 90%, one-third of the cost of ceramic. Yeah, not only the cost of ceramic, but you got to wait on ceramic. I mean, God knows when you get that stuff back. Anyway, uh, there is uh, no insulation wrap, none of that. This stuff looks great. It works great. they got a special formula. Increase the rate of exhaust gases passing through, so you do the inside of the header. And the it slicks it up, and the exhaust actually lowers the temps, but the exhaust pushes through at a higher rate, and it lowers the lowers the surface temps because it's not it's like moving moving the pot off the burner, yeah, moving it blowing it the heat out of the exhaust as opposed to just through the metal, right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's coating for your headers, manifolds, exhaust systems. Zybar increases horsepower and performance. CarCast listeners can get a 15% discount, free shipping on all all your uh, online orders. Just enter promo code CarCast when you purchase Zycoat.com, Zycoat.com. So this will be one of the things that is going to bug you. It wouldn't bug many others. Um, But they're talking about... um, the 935, they're talking about the Whittingtons. Yeah. They're talking about winning at Lamar and then bringing the 935 back and bringing it to the 24 hours of Daytona because they raced that car as well. That's the part where they hid the nitrous bottle in sort of the floorboard, and not the floorboard, but the, the, the heater kind of rocker, yeah, like the like inside a, of the rocker, yeah, whatever, rocker. tunnel, whatever they hid, hid a bottle in. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they did. Now I get when they're making one of these things, they show like a, they 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 show like a guy with a screwdriver undoing a screw and removing a panel to like expose the. But that's yeah. not how they did it. Right. But, but either way, I, I get it. It's like artistic license. And then they go. They also ran the car to twenty four hours of Daytona, and then they show a picture of Daytona and the bank at Daytona, and the cars on Daytona, but they're all stock cars. Yeah. So they got a picture from Daytona. Their picture was from the Daytona 500. Yeah, yeah. This 935 ran at the 24 hours of Daytona with zero stock cars. Right. So you're showing the wrong race. Yeah. Now, somebody was told, go get me a picture of Daytona. Yes. Give me a picture of cars on Daytona, and you had nothing but 80s stock cars, which all look exactly the same. Yeah. Now, if you'd done the 24 hours of Daytona in 1981, you'd have 935s, you'd have Jags, you'd have Datsuns, you'd have, you'd have everything. Yeah. And it would look like the 24 hours of Daytona, not Daytona 
the stock yeah, car somebody race. Somebody said, give me Daytona 1980 or 81, and you got a stock right. car race. And also, it's a little confusing because we just did 20 minutes on the 935. <laughs> yeah. And you just showed me a picture that had 11 cars in it, and they're all Gran Torino. <laughs> there was no, there's nothing that resembled a yeah. 935. And it's so, not even the right type of race. So right. So if I was looking at that, I'd go, why did they run that there? Yeah. Where there's a bunch of American muscle cars. What? Who in the process is is should notice it first, and then how many people does it go through before the buck stops? With how does it make it on the air? I would right? blame everyone all the time, except for then people would blame me. They'd go, "Why are you playing that stupid Gennaro rock over the sound of that sweet 935 motor spooling up?" And I'd go, "I don't know. I've told Nate not to do it 11 times. Yeah, yeah this what, is what? your film, buddy. This is your show." Yeah, and then I would have to eat it because I would have to eat it like they would have to eat it, yeah. which is at least now maybe they t- maybe I doubt they would tell me that I told them like I do. Like I go to the other shop and go, yeah. "I don't want any chitty chitty bang bang cars. I don't want any generic rock." You understand? Got it. And then I leave. And then when we look at the presentation in Sharon Levy's office, it's chitty, chitty, bang, bang cars Mm -hmm. with generic rock blaring over it. Yeah. But at least I'm on record. Max Pata, what's my batting average for shit I asked for? (laughs) In the mid 40s, low 40s? Yeah. yeah, High 30s, low 40s? Well, what's my batting average on stuff I've asked for multiple times? If you have 40, to ask, like forty something percent, it's, it's yeah, maybe like when less. I make declarations, like no generic rock, it looks amateurish and it, we look like assholes. Does that work? No, of course not. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't blame the guys. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's not their fault. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, is you're showing a nine thirty five. Over and over and over again. You're breaking down the car. Like you're going, they're doing that stupid graphic thing like Kremer 935. Yeah, they yeah. switch from water to air cooler, intercooler to air to air intercooler. They're like showing the car a thousand different ways. And then you show a picture of a stock car race. Yeah. with not, like, There's nothing that resembles your car in that race. And you're going, and then it went on to do the Daytona, 24 hours of Daytona. And then you show a picture of cars that don't exist yeah. in that race. You don't. If you're in the editing booth and you're working, like, let's say your whole career was cooking shows, and you're doing this, the, the, the auto show, you're, you're seeing the 935. You're seeing the car. You're getting familiar with it. Like, where does where do you lose that? At what point in the chain do you like? I, I've been staring at this thing for weeks on end, editing this, and now I've got a bunch of stock cars that look nothing like. I don't know, Max Pat. I'm going to ask you: How bad is everyone at their job? Like, what's going? What's wrong? I, I, I mean, like, what do I have to do? Like, make nine doppelgangers of myself to follow everyone around all the time? Because <laughs> I think that's the only solution here, right? Yeah. The here's what I don't want, and here's what we can't have is not going to get it done. It's so weird. It's and weird, I, and right? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You can find maybe you can find the the uh, episode of. Um, what I keep calling it? You keep calling it uh, autobiography. Autobiography. And it's fun. I like watching it. And uh, they did Hitler's six-wheel G-Wagon. They did, uh, hmm. speaking of Mark Werman, when they did that, when Mercedes does the six-wheel G-Wagon, isn't that a little anti-Semitic? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of Hitler's ride. Yeah, it's kind of Hitler's ride. I can't really f- blame you on the four-wheel stuff because everyone did that. 
But yeah. six wheel? Mm, it's kind of Hitler's thing. Who's oh. got the balls to get one of those six wheel G wagons to take the roof off? And then oh. just stand up while they drive. While someone drives them around. <laughs> don't, don't bring that shit to Worman's place. I don't really place. like the six by six. That was remember I was at Barrett Jackson. It was like one of two cars that had a reserve on it. Just how the deal it was like. A, it was like a Carrera GT and a six by six. That's it's like a what, million what, dollar truck. What the Dixie flag is to the black man, <laughs> yeah. that is to the Jew. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, it's, they're both made by Mercedes. They both have six wheels. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you guys about Wranglers, Mark Warman's favorite pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you listen this week, I'll tell you all about it. Everyone has a favorite pair of jeans that fit perfect and always look great. No one knows this better than Wrangler and Warman. Wrangler jeans are made for the modern-day adventurers. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, or a skateboard, these are the jeans for you. They have classic and modern styles and a range of fits and a price that works for you as well. Plus, they have vintage re-releases. Those are the ones I kind of like. If you visit Wrangler.com, you can check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for both men and women. So the Wrangler... It's new styles. They have great fits. Wrangler's real comfortable jeans. Check them out. Go to Wrangler.com. Wrangler.com. All right. Uh, let's see. You went to the NASCAR race. I did. It was kind of a it – was, it was an interesting deal. We got invited down to do this VIP experience. I, I imagine that – they sell this package to some people. Like you can go down there and and go early, and you buy these tickets for something. But uh, uh, I got invited. I, I, to go with I, I a have to friends. intervene very quickly because it literally forced me to say to my dad. I literally <laughs> said to his face, "What country do you come from? Where, where do you come from? The United States?" Like, yeah. I went to my dad's house in Altadena. Yeah. On Sunday at like one in the afternoon. All right. And he's like. Hey, I uh, saw on TV a TV commercial of a uh, car race out there in yeah. Montana. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Are you doing that? <laughs> said, no. He said, oh. Ugh. I was like, that, that's a professional stock. That's NASCAR. Yeah. I don't know. It's been around you for a minute. Doing, it's pretty famous. Do you do that? Yeah. I was like, no. I, I, I drive vintage cars in a occasional Trans Am. That's a, those are stock cars. Yeah. A professional circuit. And I don't like, know at this point is that is that him trying to be like I listen to you. You like cars, and maybe you're doing it, or is it is it just more of this slide of hand like insulting kind mm. of like I know it's not. You. How should I take that? <laughs> like I don't know which way. By the way, yeah, I'm do like, I'm doing the car in about 20 minutes, so I got to wrap this yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, I come also, in. I'm here. I'm at your place. Like, what do you? Th- I'll do am I testing, doing it? qualifying. Then I'll get back in my street clothes and hang out with you for a while. Now, Tatina, <laughs> and then the race not going to start for a good forty minutes. I'll I'll be in Fontana yeah. by thirty, gate four and a half, <laughs> yeah, no gate four and a half, in no time. Like I, I literally said to my dad, like and he's like, "So you're not doing the race?" I'm yeah. like, no, there's professional NASCAR. It's a big, big sport. It's a big yeah. it's a professional. These guys make millions of do- dollars. Yeah, and he's like, oh. I, I don't know. And I just went, what country do you live in? Right. Like, Everybody's I had heard I didn't of know what else to say other than where do you, what country yeah. do you live in? Well, okay. How did this even get on his radar? I don't know. But is it in the newspaper? He literally, look, uh, here's what happened. Is there newspapers? I guarantee his wife was like watching TV. 
he passed by the TV, heard cars, the sound of a car, like looked down and they said, NASCAR this weekend, Fontana. And he just walked in the next room. Yeah. And then I was standing there and he was like, hey, hey. that you? <laughs> it's a good thing he didn't see a tampon commercial. <laughs> you on your period? Yeah. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> by the way, it's a Max Pata. Is this less interested or more interested than his normal state? You know, honestly, it's more interested because the fact that he even asked you about it is is crazy to me. The fact that he brought it up and asked you about racing is, is nuts to me. Well, I think there's a part of him that's like, I know this guy loves racing. I know I've, I've taken an oath not to be interested in anything he's interested in, but now that I'm old... I think I can fake it for a second, yeah. and I'll just say I saw this oh, thing. I, I don't even know if it's that much thought. I was more like, Adam's coming over. I should probably say something to him. Well, I don't know how <laughs> far ahead he thinks of this, but in my head it was, oh, I know Adam's not in that race, so I'm just going to ask him about it, get the points for asking. He's going to say no, and then we move it's on. It's weird. Adam's coming over, and he's probably going to want to talk. I just go, <laughs> no, Dad. Those are, it's a professional circuit. Like You'd have to quit your job and go on the literally be on the road half the year. And he could follow it up with, okay, but what racing do you do? Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. So you went out there. I mean, you left at some ungodly hour. Yeah, it was, it was an early morning. We met in downtown LA at about seven and we, uh, we got a, a group of about a dozen really cool cars, RWB Porsche, Audi R8 and uh, Aston Martin. Wait, which Porsche? RWB is that big, crazy wide body kit on late model Porsches. The uh, uh, Max Pat, I'll find it. RWB is just really over the top. I got to tell you, not, not my favorite. But as a guy with a nine thirty five, I shouldn't be saying anything. But giant fixed wing that says Porsche on the back, yeah, it's a little much for yeah. the, for the I, street I application. I put some photos up for me. I, I put some photos. We're talking up about big car. vents on fenders and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know about the fence, the vent. It more of um you know the the flare kits that have kind of like the the bolt pattern like you'd see on trucks it looks oh, like Oh, big, those. Yeah, those. like it's the big 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 flare kits. No, they um, have those very bolt, popular. They have those. They're kind of cool. Like from the back I was behind it on the freeway it looked kind of cool. But. They'll have that on like the 510 flares, like the front will be molded in and the rear will be yeah, popped Yeah, but these, on. this one's really over no, the top. No, they're huge, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, you'll, well, they show you the pattern. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so we went out there and they, they they had us all park in like this lot. And then later when I left, the parking tent was like, are you in the race? Why do you? Ha- why does this group have an entire parking lot fenced and there's only 12 cars in it? could fit 50 cars. And we're like, I don't know, just... This is where they told us to park. Like it was a nice treat for that. Right. So we we uh we went in and then somebody from Auto Club Speedway sort of escorted us around, uh, uh, took us on the track, uh, took us to some of the pit areas, um, to the hot pits, and and swung by one of the drivers and he came out. And a young driver came out and gave a speech about, hey, this is what I'm doing. Anybody have any questions? Check out the car. Then we went over and checked out the Toyota Supra pace car. Mm-hmm. Which the guy from Toyota didn't know anything about. <laughs> Nothing. Getting back to today's thing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Uh, everybody in our liter, crew naturally aspirated. Yeah, he was like three liters, naturally aspirated, and and like it was. I don't know. He just didn't know anything about this car. It was it was weird. But it's, uh, it's got a twin turbo, so it's hard. It's, it's, it's you couldn't turbo, get much further away I, oh, from naturally aspirated. And I was like, it's straight six. He's like, well, it's inline six. I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying motor and engine. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in, in a car that has 
a, a hemi know. in it. You know, it's got what yeah. size the motor? It's an engine. Like it's like it's. I, I you know I get it. Like he read some sheet and it says inline six, and I was going maybe a right. little more older school with the with the straight six terminology. Yeah, it's a cool car, and I somebody else, like I talked to you on the phone about it, and then somebody else pointed out like on Instagram, and I said the problem maybe is because they called it a Supra. Now, I think there's brand equity and that's good, but so many people compare it to the Supra and all this legacy and whatever. It's never going to live up to it. But is it a cool car for 50000 bucks? Is it a cool sports car? I yeah. think it will be. Well, especially, I think, I think I was talking to you and uh, Dave about this. David. Uh, Jusco. Jusco. He works for Toyota, works for Toyota, has a Supra, blah, blah, blah. I said... I think a Supra went for like 173. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like, oh, this one went for like 140 or something. And I was like, I think this one went for like 173. And that may have been Amelia Island. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was RM. I can't remember which one it was at. But I mean, one. Yeah. We're, we're essentially all in buck 75 turbo Supra. That, yeah. That's. That's that's mind-numbing for anyone who yeah. sort of remembers those cars. And, and there was there was one. I think he was thinking about one on, like, bring a trailer that was, I don't know, 120-something. Yeah, but this is yeah. one, essentially know, 175 for a, a Supra. And then, of course, David did this, so I won't make too much fun of him. But everyone then tells you it's a good car. Like, they go, oh, low mileage. Yeah. And I go, yeah, yeah no shit. No, no Not, we know that part. I know we didn't pull it up from a lake. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. It's it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good example yeah. of a Supra because you know, that's why it was a hundred grand more the than the most expensive <laughs> one ever. It's right. I right. know it's good. <laughs> but they'll tell you uh, uh five speed. Yeah. Like I'll go like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's a good one. But still Buck seventy two and change yeah. or buck seventy three? I don't know, Max Pata, he can look. I'll tell you about that. It's it was could have been Gooding, could have been RM. Sorry, we, we were watching the autobiography show, oh. trying to find that. Uh, what, I'm sorry, what it's you about mean? twenty minutes. About Supra. twenty minutes in. Now, Wait, don't don't expect Kalen to find uh, what uh, we're I'll, talking what, about either. Which episode Supra. do you remember? Was it the the Daytona? The which episode was it? The latest one. I didn't watch. Yeah, it was this was Hitler and Hitler, oh, Hitler. took a six wheel car okay. onto Daytona and Hitler entered his six wheel Kugel wagon in the twenty four hours of Daytona in nineteen eighty one. Now, okay, Hitler we'll wasn't driving. Bruce Meyer, 935, okay. Porsche, Le Mans winner, 81 Daytona. There's a whole Daytona episode, so we, were, we, we thought, and that's the newest one, so I, that's why we went to that one. Okay. This one is the 935. Okay. Yeah, we got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, uh, that Toyota Supra, it was black over tan. It was Amelia Island at RM, 11,200 miles. Which is not no miles. I mean, let me yeah. let me say this about that. It's a low mile car, but it's not a. This has traveled four miles and still has right. all the all the plastic covers on the seats. The estimate was a hundred to one hundred and twenty thousand. It sold all in one seventy three six hundred. All right, so I was way off, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna make that a buck seventy five for a Supra. Yeah, it's a lot, and and it's over ten thousand miles. I mean, it's not a no mileage car. It's a low mileage yeah. car. Very interesting. All right, let me tell you about uh, Castrol Edge. 
30, uh, let me tell you. Ah, strong or under pressure. Engines can lose up to 10% of performance due to friction. Castrol Edge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure. Keep metal parts from rubbing on each other and robbing you of performance. Three times stronger, Matt. Mm-hmm. Three times, fool. Three times, fool, stronger than leading full synthetic against viscosity breakdown. It is, and they did a 5W30 viscosity grade. It's a Castrol Edge formulated in uh, ways to exceed the toughest industry standards. It is the best. It's Castrol Edge. Uh, has the Daytona one aired yet? I don't know, but it, it's online. We had a, we had a oh. sign up for Motor Trend. Oh, and then we, yeah, we were oh they're watching. doing it online. I don't think it's aired on their channel yet. Oh, sometimes they post stuff online first. I think that's what's going on. But uh, yeah. if I'm talking about it, it, I saw it on TV from two weeks ago or whatever. Okay. But anyway, your your hint will be a lot of 935 Whittington Brothers talk. <laughs> Such <laughs> be, a small so hint, though. See Hitler's name in there? No. We didn't look. We didn't touch the Hitler. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Hitler. For, okay. uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what is so- the Daytona one about? Just like the the Daytona Coupe, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like hidden race cars, hidden and the, oh, the, the Dodge it, Daytona Coupe. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. If you hear any words that start with a D, it may not be what we're talking about. <laughs> That's a car. No, but they but they they talk about Daytona as well. Oh, okay. And like it being in Daytona. Yeah, and, and but that, that so. ironically, that would be one that would run the Daytona, the five hundred miles of Daytona five hundred. Anyway. All right. Anyway, they will find uh, this probably about eighteen minutes into the nine thirty-five one. Yeah, we're, we're scrubbing through right now. Yeah. All right, you find it. I'll tell mm-hmm. you guys about Geico. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off your dry cleaning. You pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to pick up or drop off anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right. So you saw some celebrities. We did. And uh, well, they, so the, uh, some 41, the band was playing as well. And part mm-hmm. of the experience was we go backstage and kind of watch from over there. And, and, uh, and that was kind of fun. It was very loud. And mm-hmm. uh, and then we watched the whole opening ceremonies for the race. We saw it on the tracks. So we're standing like right there in front of the little stage where all the drivers come out. For some reason, they brought Motley Crue out to promote this movie. I think it's on Netflix. You the know Dirt? who the biggest celebrity of that whole place was? Oh, you tell me. Lead singer, some forty-one. Yeah. He wasn't physically the biggest. <laughs> He's got to be about my height. Biggest in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know why? Yes, because he used to be married to Avril Lavigne. That's right. It's funny because I walked up. She's the greatest woman alive. <laughs> we walked up and uh, we were backstage. I was, I was backstage with a couple of younger people. And I was like, you know Avril Lavigne? You know Avril Lavigne? Oh, you know Avril Lavigne? The best. And they're like, yeah, I've heard of her. I was like, he used to hit that. Yeah, man. <laughs> they're like, what? I was like, that's that's the guy right there. That's what makes him the biggest celebrity <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when is that Motley Crue movie coming it's out? It's got to come out soon. And the small world, I was trying to figure out, like, Motley Crue came out and these other guys came out. And there's this guy, Machine Gun Kelly, who came out. And I was like, why is he there with Motley Crue? Oh, he's like a rap, a producer? He's like a rap guy, but he was in Bird Box. 
Oh, he was. Uh, yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in uh, Chris Morgan's film Bird Box. I'm going to have drinks with Chris Morgan tomorrow. And then I found out that Machine Gun Kelly plays Tommy Lee in the movie. Oh yeah, that you know, and, and, and you sense. see them, and they're both you know, yeah, yeah. with the very with the tall angular, and thin, thin and yeah. and I was like, why are they so buddy buddy? I was like, how do they even know each other? Then I sort of did the math on the whole thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and then after all the, the all of that stuff, they pr- brought us up to a suite to watch the race, and then all of Motley Crue Who came won in, won the and, race. Yeah, you don't we'll figure it out. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't stay for the All whole right. thing. It was a long day. Anyway, I don't Tommy think we're going to find hello. that picture because we we're looking at for the through the Barry Dino episode. <laughs> and we haven't gotten to that. Uh, okay. But you know, Max, I, I'll just put the whole episode up if it, you want to just tell okay me okay to it. ask. You can go what episode was it. Don't just look through random. That's going to be a, it's a picture that lasts for a second. Yeah. And if you're going to look through four one-hour episodes for it, <laughs> you'd be better off just chiming in. I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson okay. learned. Okay, uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't know. Maybe it's twelve we'll just minutes it in. Uh, I thought we found a picture of your car. Was it before or after that? I think it was. After. Well, uh, I'll give you another hint. It's about them talking, bringing the car back, and racing at da- Daytona. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a okay. lot of talking. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, I got live shows all over the place. You can go down Corolla dot com slash events i think i have a stand-up special out as well and you can get that at uh, chassis not taco bell material get that at uh, chassy dot com and amazon and itunes and all that stuff we're doing it grassroots so thanks for the support shift and steer available on itunes and podcast one as well and again live shows all over the place go to amcurl.com for that until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.